Hello, Bermuda. Welcome to Best Health, presented by the Royal Gazette and Archie Megs. This is your go-to health podcast, connecting you with Bermuda's finest in health and wellness. Before we get this important conversation started, we want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor for this episode, the Bermuda Cancer and Health Center, providing cancer care and support to the community of Bermuda. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to the next episode of the Best Health Podcast. I'm Carrie Astwood of Carrie Lee Fitness, and today with me in the studio is Bermuda's well-loved, well-known doula, Faven of Harmony Birth. And today we're going to be chatting about hypnobirthing, which is a really cool technique that I've been learning about from Faven that I was really excited to bring her on here to share with you. Um, So Faven, firstly, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, having me back. Yes, Faven has been here before. Um, You know, as a doula, there's lots of different things that, you know, you do and lots of services you offer. So Mm -hmm. I will let you start off by maybe telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So um, thank you for having me back. As I said, I'm Faven. Um, My background is in early childhood education, and I have been an educator for 18 years now um, in the classroom for until about 2021, a doula, um, then turned childbirth educator, then trainer, lactation educator um, since 2009. Um, So I got into the birth field through my own birth experience um um, having my second um child um my daughter who always likes to take credit for um my transition (laughs) to the birth work i love that thank you samantha (laughs) shout out um so um i have been education and working with families is a passion of mine so um in 2020 i um co-founded a co-op of doulas um, with my good friend and colleague Fiona Dill and Janae Lester and myself started a doula co-op in the height of the pandemic supporting birthing people in Bermuda to have a positive birth experience Um, and since then I've transitioned into doing this uh, work full-time out of the classroom and uh, just love the work that I get to do, um, the interaction and the impact that I'm making in the community in Bermuda when it comes to having, you know, a great start from birth. Um, So that's a little bit about me. Um, And then when Carrie um, asked me to come back and talk more about one of my favorite modalities in my birth work, I just couldn't resist and say no, um, say yes, not no. <laughs> well, we are so lucky to have you back. Yes. Um, you know, hypnobirthing, you know, for a little background with me, Faven and I were both part of the Ignite program. And Woo-hoo. Faven did, yes, little shout out. Um, Faven did a, you know, little event night where she showed us what hypnobirthing techniques were like. Now, obviously, we weren't 
a room full of pregnant pregnant mothers to be. Um, but you know, she gave us an example of what hypnobirthing was. She put us through a mini practice. And, you know, my mind was blown. It's just like the technique in general. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to take away from what it is, but uh, it just made me more passionate about bringing, let me say, bringing you on here and chatting about it more. So why don't you tell us, you know, what is hypnobirthing? Like the fundamental principles of hypnobirthing. If anyone's like sitting here picturing someone like laying on a couch being hypnotized or whatever <laughs> it is, right? Like I'm sure we've got some imagery going through our heads, but... What, what is hypnobirthing for our listeners? Yeah, so, I mean, hypnobirthing is very versatile. Um, to give you a little bit background into how I actually got introduced into um, this modality. So, um, one of my um, side hobbies is, is running. Uh, so, in 2018, I was, 2019, I was training for the London Marathon. Um, and halfway through my training um, practice, I got injured and which kind of impacted my fitness level and my kind of the my goal had to be shifted. But uh, about six months before that, I supported a doula client who had been practicing hypnobirthing and um, just her presence and the way she navigated the birth was pretty amazing. All births are amazing. Nothing um, no two parts are alike, but the way she navigated and how she, you know, stayed calm, even, you know, she just didn't look like she was in labor. Um, so I kind of asked her what she did, and I was determined to give it a try, and I put it kind of in my professional development goal, you know, five years on. And um, so fast forward, when I was um, training for London 2019, I knew that I still wanted to participate. It was, a, you know, a sort of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me to participate. And what got me through um, the finish line was not my kind of speed. My fitness level was um, the mental work that I did. And so I used those techniques to get me through um the London Marathon. So wow. I tried it on myself first before I decided to practice. And it was it was amazing. Um, I still kind of look at the pictures of the finish line and how I felt. So I often um, describe birth as a marathon to my clients because there are lots of parallels um, in that. So that's kind of how I got introduced to him. Wow, that's amazing. Because um, like a marathon is not an easy feat um, for for many. I mean, I'm I'm a fitness buff. I you know do the spin classes. I've been lifting for a long time. A marathon is something that I am yet to tackle. <laughs> but if I ever do, it sounds like you know bringing in some of those hypnobirthing techniques would be really helpful. Um, what are the techniques? Like I don't know if it's you know, just like one way or if there's multiple ways to use it. But, you know, for those like wondering what what that might look like. Yeah. Um, so and specifically in the context of birth, it's uh, an approach that combines self-hypnosis, relaxation techniques um, and the education, the physiological education of what's really happening um, in pregnancy, um, labor and um, 
and beyond. So it, it's it's a way to help um, change the mindset. Um, uh, you know, one of the other famous Bermuda's um, um, clinical um, hypnotherapists has a, a sign on her door that says, change your mind about something and you change the way you experience it. So with birth, you know, we're kind of changing the narrative about birth being a scary medical event. Yeah. Um, so through um, understanding the process of birth, um, practicing relaxation, getting the couple to work together and to connect with the baby, um, they change their birth experience. And in, you know, as a result, they change the way they connect with the baby postpartum and the way they parent. And so uh, statistically, we have higher um, chances of satisfaction with the birth, regardless of how it goes. So a lot of people, one of the misconceptions is hypnobirthing is for people who have their babies at home, or hypnobirthing is for people who have an right. unmedicated birth, or, you know, for granola tree huggers, yes. no, <laughs> no, no, um, no, no, intended, but there yeah. is such a misconception around it's, it's science, it's brain science, it's, you know, it's changing the way we think, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we, you know, the language that we use. So one of the biggest um, kind of tools that we use is changing the language. So, you know, we talk about, um, instead of if I was to tell you, to ask you, are you feeling any pain right now? What did yeah. your brain just do? It checked my body for pain. Exactly. Immediately, as soon yeah. as you say it, you're like, if I, I was, I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. If I was to then ask you now, how comfortable are you? Let's say pretty comfy. Yeah. So your brain didn't go right. look for what's wrong. The brain went to look for what's going right. What's going right. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that I feel like that can apply to so many things in life. Exactly. Right? So, um, so by you know the principles are are to practice relaxation, some you know words of affirmation, changing the language, changing the narrative, right. so that people are feeling calm, confident, um, and are able to communicate their needs with their care providers, and reducing the fear and the tension, kind of the from a physical aspect of it. Wow. Because, like, when you first, like, hear hypnobirthing, you probably just think, like, okay, I'm going to be hypnotized into having a birth that's less painful, right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 like, you think of it that way, like, oh, I'm just going to be kind of put under into a trance and here. But I love how you, you know, spoke about, like, the shift in, like, language, right? And and just how you're viewing the birth in general. Exactly. Because right? it's scary. I mean, I'm a, I'm a mother, um, you know, and as I was approaching my due date, I was like, I don't know how this boy is going to get out of me, you know, <laughs> it's, <clears throat> it's, it's a very scary thing. So, um, I can imagine that. And I mean, I, I wish I'd known about it at that time, mm -hmm. you know, um, I wish I'd have met you at that time <laughs> in 2019, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, sounds like it can be really, really beneficial, um, you know, not just for, like pregnant women, but I'm assuming like, um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, spouses as well. Um, exactly. well, you said you did it for like the marathon. So like, who, who is this for in general? Like you said, like, 
not just the you know granola tree huggers right. as you said no 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 diss there whatsoever but right. um like who would that be for like it's a, um i actually um a few months ago i put as you said i put together a program for um the last cohort of um, the ignite entrepreneurs and basically i said whether you're birthing your baby or your business um you know your your mindset really impacts the way you approach and show up every day. So in the case of hypnobirthing, it's, it's for any pa parent who is approaching this phase in their life, welcoming a new member of the family. It can be a second time, third time parent who is looking for a slightly different experience, wanting to add more tools in, in their toolbox. Um, it can be for a nervous speaker like myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it really yes. is, it's versatile. And what I'm trying to show people is um, the techniques that we learn in, in these sessions can be really transferred into other areas of their life where there is fear or tension. I love that. Um, Faven, I want to share like wh what she kind of showed for us at Ignite, like demonstrated, like I said, um, I was introduced to this when she did an event night and, and put us through, I think it was like 10 or 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And just my experience in general, um, I, like I said, I lift weights for a living. And, you know, I'm, I'm not just here kind of standing lifting, like, you know, light weights, having a conversation, like I lift very heavy weights, um, or I shouldn't say heavy weights, but I lift with a lot of um, intensity. And some of the lifts are really hard. And, you know, week by week, I like to try and challenge myself and, and lift more. And there was one morning, I think it was the day after, Faven had done the hypnobirthing. And she had shown us a technique in the classic. It was like what we were kind of visualizing. And I think we, we had two hands. We had our hands out. One hand, we had to visualize that we were holding like a bag of rocks or something mm -hmm. like that it was something heavy and then the other hand had a whole bunch of like helium balloons like I think it was one balloon and then it started with more balloons yeah and you know at the very end she had us open our eyes and one arm and we had our arms out at the same place when we started one arm was like lifted up higher and the other one was down and it's crazy that you know, our brains just, and this was the whole room, all of us, you know, one arm raised up with the helium balloon, um, you know, and the other one was down. So I actually used that when I went and lifted my weights. It was one of those days and I was like, I have to hit a new PR today. Oh. And I pictured helium balloons around my arms. I think it was a shoulder press, something where I was going above, over my head. And would you believe it? I did hit a new <laughs> PR that day. Amazing. You know, I got an extra rep, which was amazing. Um, and yeah, it's just, it really, really goes to show what, you know, how much our minds can hold us back on stuff. Exactly. Right? Um, so. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of so course. I know. I, th I thought you might like that story. Um, I, I do think of that from time to time, right? Because you think of stuff. It's like, how often am I visualizing, I don't know, holding a bag of rocks in life, even metaphorically, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, so if a woman, per se, is interested in hypnobirthing, um, at what stage would she, like, contact you or begin to prepare, I should say, because I'm sure she would have contacted you when she found out she was pregnant, right? Right. If, if you're hiring a doula, but for hypnobirthing in general, I'm assuming you don't just, like, 
do your first session the day that you're going into labor? Um, would you no. kind of prepare <laughs> ahead of time, right? Yes. It's no. like, let's not practice this day. Let's not put on YouTube no. uh, hypnosis <laughs> sessions. I mean, it won't hurt, hurt but yeah. it won't um, give, you know, uh, hypnobirthing and the techniques and the principles and, you know, any justice. Yes. Um, so typically when I'm working with clients in the capacity of a doula, we spend a lot of time, you know, thinking about their goals and the experience that they want to have. But one thing that I highly recommend is having a childbirth education. So hypnobirthing itself is not a standalone. Um, when I teach the classes, I kind of weave the principles of hypnobirthing because it's a mind-body uh, yes. connection. So typically I suggest that parents consider start the practice anytime after 28 weeks. Got it. So, so it's kind of that third trimester, like yeah, kind of beginning. get into the home stretch. Exactly. So it's um, by that time the belly's popping yeah. and you're thinking about birth and you know that kind of the pregnancy is becoming real to you yeah. but it's still also giving you enough time to do the practice i say all the time hypnobirthing is done in the practice it's not done at birth yeah that's awesome so yeah that home stretch getting prepared not expecting yourself to be all zen and follow a youtube video on right. on the day of labor i mean if it's anything like me i think i went in with all the intentions to you know i was like i'm gonna do this without drugs i'm gonna i'm gonna bounce on the ball and i'm gonna meditate my way through and then you know the second like the intense um contractions come I, you know you're just like mayday like okay give right. me everything you've got right, right. Um, so we want to um develop that muscle memory yeah so for the record all of us go into states of hypnosis at least twice a day. Really? We do. Oh, do share. Um, you do um, go into that state of hypnosis just before you fall asleep, where mm -hmm. your subconscious is very, very open to suggestions. Okay. Um, and then you do that just before you wake up. But then, for those of you who commit, uh, you know, commute to and from from work or have, you know, a pattern of going from one place to the other. How many times have you gotten in the car or on the bike or pedal bike <laughs> or on foot, um, gotten from one place to the other and don't remember how you got there? I literally just had that conversation yesterday. And <laughs> yes. so this is a really good example of your brain going to, you know, self-hypnosis. Um, wow. Because what the practice does for you is when you practice listening to those um, relaxation, you're, uh, it takes shorter and shorter for the brain to be in that state of kind of receptiveness. And so, you, um, it you know, you don't have to use a lot of brain power to get you from one place to the other. Yeah. Um, so we already do that. We just yeah. call it something. Wow. Like, hip, you know, Daydreaming or, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Um, the right before bed thing was interesting. So I feel like, you know, if there's something that you want out of your spouse before they're falling asleep, you said they're open to suggestion, right? It's like just whispering to their ear before they go to bed, right? Exactly. <laughs> the honey-do list. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes, and yeah, so we, oh, my gosh, yeah. So a lot of times I actually, um, when I record relaxation audios for clients, I say, listen to it, bef you know, at bedtime. It works better when you fall asleep doing it because your subconscious 
is still listening. It gives your body to kind of absorb the words and the suggestions that you you have. It sounds a little bit woo woo, yeah. but um, you know the eight hours, six hours. I hope people are getting some sleep. Yes. But you know when you're pregnant, you might have interrupted sleep. But a lot of people, um, one of the biggest feedback and uh, or kind of the uh, the narratives I hear is. I don't remember because I always fall asleep before the end of yes. it, and that's great. But um, even though when um, you know they have disturbed sleep, their ability to go back to sleep and stay asleep is is, is improved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think you know, there's like science behind that, right? Exactly. Um, you know, and I, I, I like kind of love where science and woo-woo kind of cross. I feel like there's like a little fine line there. It's, yeah. it's, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's it's right now considered our perception of it, it or for other people is might be woo-woo. Yeah. Because we just don't know more about it. Absolutely. I mean, the brain is an incredible thing, exactly. right? I'm sure there's lots we don't know, right? And part of life is constantly learning, right? And I think that's yeah. the beauty of science, too. Um, and I can't wait, like, over the next few years or decades, I should say, what comes out, you know, more about the brain and neuroscience and everything, too. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, that's something that's always fascinated me. Um, but, like, I was thinking, like, I had a C-section. So can you use hypnobirthing in special cases like that? You know, like you said at the beginning, you kind of picture hypnobirthing as, you know, being at home in the pool with you know, the, the music and the dark room and, you know, just like the imagery you've seen of people who have home births. Um, but yeah, if you had, let's say like a planned C-section or something, could you still use that technique? Absolutely. Um, again, it's, it's about creating kind of that state of mind. So, um, our babies are very, very receptive, um, to our energy, to our thoughts. Um, you know, we talk about, we, when we're pregnant, we limit our exposure to, <coughs> you know, alcohol and things that are potentially harmful. Yeah. So a lot, you know, I would love in the next few years for us to pay attention into kind of the exposure of stress hormones. And yeah. and so if in the case of a C-section or an emergency situation, wouldn't it be great if we can move the needle from a stress response to a calm response. Yeah. You know, when you're in that kind of scenario, um, you're giving your trust to other professionals. So absolutely, wouldn't it be great to change that experience for you to, to trust, you know, the medical professionals who are acting in your best interest in an yeah. emergency situation and still have a positive birth experience? Yeah. Um, a lot of times people would view me as the type of person who will only endorse, you know, unmedicated vaginal births at home. But birth happens everywhere, every day. It's been happening for many, many (laughs) centuries. Many centuries. That's why we're here. So it's it's, um, when one of the disclaimers that I have when I teach the classes is is I'm not promising you a pain-free birth. Yeah. We're just moving the needle you know, the, that pain continuum from painful to comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's beautiful because it's so true. Even if, you know, you have a C-section, yes, you're you're kind of spared the, 
I guess some of the, like, well, depending on how it is, you know, maybe you're spared some of the labor pains, like if it's a planned one, but I mean, you're still, like you said, you're entrusting medical professionals with your life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, it's, it's a big surgery, yeah. right? I don't think I realized it when I had it. I was like kind of looking at diagrams of it after and I was like, oh, it's like, yeah, that's, that was intense, right? And mm-hmm. even just the epidural in general, exactly. um, you know, I think, I actually think my husband's still to this day traumatized from that more so mm-hmm. than me because I couldn't see it, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, as I mentioned my husband, like partner-wise, like how much are they involved in that process? A lot. Yes. <laughs> so when, when we teach the classes, obviously, um, ideally a partner, a birth partner, you know, yeah. it could be a partner, whoever is going to be yeah. supporting um, the person giving birth. Yeah. Um, is you know is encouraged to attend the classes um, to read the scripts to them. So they we might be the experts in birth and physiology, but he's the expert and the anchor for the person giving birth. So they have a very very critical role. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we it also helps them to understand the process, but also give them the tools um, to be present and to have to be, you know, the protector of the space and to be the reminder of, you know, the tools that they've been practicing throughout the pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, they definitely become the anchor, right? Because it's like once, you, once you're once you kind of in, it's, you know, all of your rational thoughts kind of go out the window, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I guess if you've been practicing it at birthing, hopefully you can make more sound decisions in that moment, yeah. right? But recently I supported a couple um through birth and they had come to my classes so it was kind of a full circle moment for us but when I had done the consultation I was like how would you like you know to be involved he's like well I'm just gonna sit in the corner because you guys know what you're doing I don't know (laughs) you know so I said I didn't say anything at that moment but you know you're I'm not there to change his mind but I'm there to perhaps show him you know a different perspective yeah so during the labor, um, he was just in his element. He was not sitting in the corner. No. He was, he was involved, present in the moment, felt confident, wow. and had those tools to keep her calm yeah. throughout the process. So it really also changes the way the partners show up and the way they connect, they connect to the experience and to the birth. Because they feel more calm and exactly. obviously more confident to help, right? Because I, I know many probably feel, uh, like my husband said, um, helpless. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like uh, usually if my wife was in a lot of pain or, or, you know, getting attacked or something happened, I'd be here defending her. And here I'm kind of standing here <laughs> like, okay, yeah. you just go ahead and cut her open. You know, it's, uh, right. you know, I think it can definitely be hard on, on partners, whether that's a spouse or, you know, a parent or a friend, whoever they're supporting you, right? Um, yeah. It's definitely so a shared that. experience. You know, we might yeah. be doing the physical work, but, you know, seeing your your loved one yeah. doing really, really hard work and feeling like you can't do anything to help can be really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and then knowing at least these techniques, like you said, there's affirmations, visualizations, right? Yeah. Um, which I was going to ask if you could share some of those with me. I, I kind of so, shared them. Uh, I think it was rocks and balloons, I think, or something heavy we, was in yeah, one of we my do, hands. Yeah, we use a lot of metaphors because, yes. you know, stories help us um, connect 
the dots, right? So I use a lot of stories. Um, I bring in my early childhood yes, <laughs> classroom yes. experience. So when you tell stories, people connect and yeah. feel like, you know, can relate to them. When I was just telling the story uh, about the dad who was doing amazing, I was like, you get gold stars. Yeah, um, I love that. But, you know, he was repeating certain words. Um, so he wasn't literally reading the scripts during the, the labor, but he was reminding her to soften. So the way he was saying his voice already took her to the place when they were practicing. So the mind kind of bypasses the whole experience and reaches that state of relaxation. So relax, soften, open. So those kinds of words yeah. that literally take us give us those imageries it's kind of like triggers like what you've already learned exactly. in your subconscious i'm sure as well if you've been listening to the scripts before bed yeah. right yeah yeah oh i love that i i like i said i really wish i had you around like four four years ago definitely i know exactly it when, yeah and practice it with him when the toddlers too, right? are um testing boundaries so you can still use those words those words of yeah, course because we um as adults, are responsible for our responses yes. to these situations, and they learn from us. So, if wouldn't it be great if you regulated yourself and used those techniques before approaching a challenging parenting yeah. experience? We've all been there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I like I like that word, especially the soften part. You know, because it sometimes you can hear relax, mm -hmm. but. You know, you may have been told to relax in a way where maybe you're upset and someone's like, oh, just relax. And it's like that word doesn't always make me feel relaxed, you know, depending on how you've heard it over yeah, your life. Yeah, I can actually, I recently did, uh, excuse me, uh, professional development around language and practicing in a trauma-informed way. And the word relax can be quite triggering for survivors of sexual abuse because the perpetrator may be using those words yeah. um, during. Of course, yeah, during the abuse. Um, and that would ma that makes sense to me. Like I said, it's not a word. I mean, um, that's not my experience, of course. Um, but that word in general, like I said, I, I hear it. And like you, you hear it. I mean, if I'm in a yoga class and it's kind of we're going to yeah. feel relaxed. Context matters. Context. Because if you say like, okay, we're going to try and feel more relaxed or whatever, as opposed to someone like, just oh, relax. oh, relax. Yes. You know, I think it's just been taken out of context, right? But I really love that soften and open. Mm -hmm. You kind of think of like your heart opening. Mm -hmm. um, and release. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I like that too and release and to use it with your children right because it is like I mean I'm on my son's almost five um you know and I'm not a perfect parent but I think something that's helped me is like learning how to regulate myself more do I do that 99% of the time no but every time that I don't you know I sit down and I'll apologize and me like you know come back and say you know what mommy might need the calm down corner too today you want to help <laughs> me do my breaths and you know, he, he came around actually last week and at the end of the day had apologized for yelling at daddy. He looked at him and he said, you know what, daddy, I, I shouted no at you this morning and that wasn't wasn't very nice and I'm sorry. And we were just like, wow, like blown away. Um, exactly. But they do what you do, right? And it was a very proud parenting moment. So I was just oh, sharing dear. that on here. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, this just sounds like you said through toddlerhood and the spouses and 
obviously pregnant women, marathon runners, hey, weight trainers, you know, all yeah. people who benefit from hypnobirthing. And I think I've kind of left out one, and we touched on it a little bit, but the babies in the womb, you know, you spoke about how receptive they are, like, I don't know if there's science behind it or anything, but, like, have there been shown to, like, be more benefits of the baby, like, you know, during and after the birth um, from women who practice hypnobirthing? Exactly. So babies can, their sensory systems are, you know, developing in utero, but one of the, um, their ability to hear in utero, that's why a lot of people will play music and will talk to the baby, which I highly encourage. So during the practice of the, the scripts and the audio tracks that the parents are listening as you know as part of their homework. Yes. Or maybe we won't use the word homework because oh, some yeah. people don't <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, some people have a negative matters, word. Oh right? my gosh, I don't know what another word for that, but <laughs> So the practice, I usually encourage parents to listen to it the three of them. Or sometimes if there is a younger, um, an older sibling, they can listen to it. So the baby is also listening to the audio track and then is also responding to the changes of, you know, the lowered um, stress hormone, reduced heart rate, you know, breathing rate, all of those. Um, The the baby is recipient of the, the effects. So when they are born, and when we can create the environment that is calm, low lit, yeah. quiet voices, so that the baby can be the one listening to the parent's voice and smelling their, you know, their parents. You can see less cortisol levels. Wow. You can see, um, you know, regulated blood sugar levels, yep. higher APGAR scores. Um, wow. Better initiation of breastfeeding and bonding with the mom. Wow, I didn't know that either. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting, because, like, the breastfeeding in itself, I'm sure we could do a whole podcast just on that. I mean, that that's topic the Better Health be. podcast. Yeah, that is. Invite me again. Uh, oh, absolutely, we will have. I mean, there's feel like there's so many different topics we can speak about when it comes to this. Um, but I love that about the, the breastfeeding especially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, of course, I'm going to use my own personal experience, but I think many other women that I've spoken to, you know, it can – it seems like it's supposed to be this like thing that just happens naturally. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to start breastfeeding. But for many, it can be really, really challenging, okay. right? Yeah. So the fact to hear like that hypnobirthing can help with that, exactly, because it can both be the mother being stressed about getting it right, but also you know the baby picks up on that, right? And exactly. So yeah. yeah. So you know when they're first born, um, you know best practice is to um, leave the you know the parents to bond with their baby in the absence of any need to for medical professionals to intervene. So during those first couple of hours, um, if the baby is born into that calm environment, then they're better able to um, kind of initiate those reflexes that would help them find their food. They're wired for survival. Yes. We've been, you know, I teach the, uh, during the class, we talk about you know, how the physiological preparation, both on the parent, on the baby side, we're creating the environment when we're educated and understand what's happening and how we can create tho- those environments and the babies respond accord- accordingly. Wow. That's so cool. I mean, because really, like, you're connected. They're just there 
in absolute bliss, having everything that they could ever need, you know, just laying there, like, being fed, being nourished, you know. Um, so, of course, they'd probably be open and receptive to everything that you're feeling and saying, right? Exactly. Yeah, um, you know, because they're a part of you, so. Yeah, how many times in the newborn phase have you had a inconsolable crying baby yeah. and then you know a relative or a friend comes and they hold them <laughs> yes. and automatically it's just perfectly fine calm right? because it's babies are receptive to our energy when you're in stress mode and unregulated your baby responds accordingly oh yes I think it was at four four weeks <coughs> when my son was four weeks. I was desperate to get him into a sleep routine, right? Because mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, am I ever going to sleep again at that point? Right? So I was desperate. And and sleep differently. <laughs> yeah, sleep differently, exactly. And I had gotten kind of obsessed with setting up, like just doing the, you know, all the different practices, like from sleep training and stuff, you know, not not like full on, but having like the dark room and the temperature being just right and putting him down while he was like drowsy but awake and doing all of these things. Um, and it just wasn't working, right? And I was just trying to follow this, these books. I was speaking to people. And there was one day where I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm, d- I'm done with this. Um, you know, I had been working with a sleep trainer and it had just been too early. I think I was just, you know, trying to get on the ball right away. And, you know, I just kind of ended things. I was like, let me just stop focusing on this. And that night he slept. He slept, mm-hmm. like, I think it was, like, six or seven hours straight. And I was like, oh, because I let that go, that that need to control his sleeping, right? And uh, it ended up being one of the best days for sleep, even with naps. And I was Yay. like, of course, because my stress was gone, right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to wrap up, you speak about kind of, like, your classes and everything, um, you know, the birthing classes where you can obviously learn more about the hypnobirthing. Where can... You know, mothers-to-be and partners find you. Um, Mm. How do they sign up? How often do you have the classes? Any information you want to share there for our listeners? Yes, so um, as a former Montessori educator, um, I am very adept to kind of tailoring the learning experience for the parents. Not all of us can um, sit through a six-hour workshop Um, So I do offer group workshops um, where parents can create their um, kind of the village and be around parents um, who are going through the same experience and Mm -hmm. kind of create a community. I also do private classes um, for those who um, learn better in small chunks. Um, And very soon I'll be offering on-demand classes classes where people can again consume that information in bite-sized portions Um, this will be ideal for those people who are really busy and short on time but still want to prioritize you know their their learning so I try to run the group workshops every other month but also um, it, it depends based on my client load. Yes, uh, I was going to say how many mamas there they are. Take, yeah, they take um, they take priority. So every other month. So I'm current. Um, my first workshop for this year will be um, at the end of this month. I also, through the generous support of the It Takes a Village Foundation, I run community classes because education is really important for everyone. Absolutely. Um, so in collaboration with 
the Women's Resource Center, I run community workshops. Um, so for those people who are interested in those community workshops, they can go to the Women's Resource Center website um, to sign up for the community classes, which are run uh, on Saturdays um, in sections of two to three hours, so smaller oh. bite size. So um, it's versatile. And That's so wonderful. for people might want to do a refresher if they've had if they've gone through births be before, but just want a little bit of refresher or a change in perspective. Of course. Um, so all of those are available on my website. Yeah. Um, they can find me on Instagram yes. at Harmony Birth. Yes, Faven's uh, been doing great with her Instagram. <laughs> and I've watched her evolve over and show up more on there yes, over the uh, had great mentors over the year. like like yourself <laughs> and um, my marketing guru. Um, yes. So um, just, you know, I'm committed to putting the information out there and to get people to see birth differently um, yeah. and to make it their experience as opposed to something that's done to them. So if I highly recommend education, even if it's not hypnobirthing. Yeah. Um, so um, you can find me on my website and Instagram, Facebook. Awesome. And that's yeah. the website is at Harmony Birth. Um, we're relaunching. Oh, <laughs> okay. Exciting. So um, the new website will be harmonybirth.bm. Um, but if they go to my Instagram page, which is Harmony Birth Bermuda, um, they can find the most up-to-date um, schedule on workshops and um, stay educated. Perfect. I try to put a lot of um, effort into making sure that my content is educational and supportive and inclusive to, to all people with different life choices and experiences. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, Faven, it's been a pleasure having you here today. Um, it's been great to see you as well, and we will definitely have you back on the podcast. Yeah. Um, maybe talking about breastfeeding next time. Not sure, but yes. uh, but yeah, yes. thanks again. I, I would love to come back and, and talk about that. And well done on prioritizing this um, area of health. Yeah. Because we, we talk about health, you know, in different ways, but um, just having this experience and having tools to cope when we've, you know, we've seen a rise in, you know, mental health um, absolutely um, conditions and we're talking more about it but this yeah. is again connected to our mental health and how we show up in the world and how we bring the next generation into this world so yeah thank you so much i love it yeah. thank you yeah. that wraps up today's episode of the best health podcast a big thank you to our sponsor for this episode the bermuda cancer and health center i'd love to hear your thoughts on today's discussion head on over to our social media pages at the royal gazette and at rg mags on instagram and facebook and share your insights until next time bermuda stay healthy and stay inspired 